Hello and welcome to another episode of Gumbo Live. Here's your host, BJ from Board Game Gumbo. Hey, board gamers, BJ from Board Game Gumbo here, back in the Gumbo Pot. It's another episode of Gumbo Live. It's episode number 141. Don't forget, Gumbo Live is the number one Facebook Live talk show, Steve, in Cooperstown, New York. That's right. Uh, dedicated to board gaming, of course. Our special guest tonight, we're hoping it's Keith Law. Keith is a, is a writer, and this is the middle of baseball season, and he's got a bunch of commitments, so... Uh, we're, we're keeping an eye on him in the in the lounge to see if he shows up. But he did have a couple other commitments. That's why we had to move it to tonight. We're, we're going to sneak him in. But if not, I do have a couple of friends here to talk and chat with you about that. But our guest tonight, if he's able to show, is Keith Law. He's the author of The Inside Game, Smart Baseball, and he's a senior baseball writer, not only for The Athletic, former writer for ESPN, and more that's where, I, that's where I remember him from, and more particularly for our show, he does board game writing for Paste Magazine, and I've actually been reading his stuff for years. So hit us up on social media tonight, uh, on Twitter, on Facebook, at Board Game Gumbo, and we'll be looking for your questions in the chat. Hey, we already have a couple of people checking in. Patrick Newman, it's Taco Tuesday. Patrick, am I going to see you at BGCon this weekend? Come on, man. Let's see if we can uh, play some games together. And I'm going to bring in the Gumbo Overlord, Verla. What's up? Hello, hello. Happy Tuesday. Happy Taco Tuesday. It is. Happy Taco Tuesday. What's up, Steve? Hey, how are y'all doing? Steve, fresh on fresh off your uh, wonderful appearance in Meeple Town a couple of a couple of months ago, right? Right back at you, BJ. <laughs> we did have fun on that show, right? It's hard and not what, to have fun with Dean. Berla, we didn't even plan this either, by the way. Steve and I, the, I, I mean, I hadn't even talked to you about what I was doing, and we yeah. both had the same idea. Oh, <laughs> we yeah. both had the same bit. We we both did uh we both did our versions of Johnny um Johnny Meepletown, I guess. Uh yeah, I, forgot, you, I forgot who I was. I was Johnny Placeholder. <laughs> yeah, you were Johnny Placeholder. I, I can't remember, remember what yours was. Oh, we'll to to I was, I I was Johnny Mc... your episodes. I think I, I know I listened to Steve's. Oh yeah, you missed mine? Oh I don't think fun. I think I listened to it. I'm just was, trying to remember. Was mine Johnny Mouse Ears? Man, I can't even remember. Maybe. Was, oh, you guys talked about Disney. Yes, I listened to yours. Yeah. Okay. Even though Patrick Newman checking in. Happy Taco Tuesday. I actually had quesadillas, Patrick, so I didn't have uh, tacos, but mm -hmm. I had some homemade quesadillas. And he's going to BGG in November. Oh, he got mm -hmm. his Sobo badges already. Nice. Hey, I had a meeting today, Patrick, and uh, with some of the playthroughs, you're not going to want to miss some of these playthroughs. We got we got some really outstanding ones this year, so keep an eye out for that. All right. Have, have, you, sent, have you sent Patrick the commission for giving you the intro there? For, for Sobo, you, you, this is like hand-feeding you the opportunity to go so, into Sobo mode. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to buy him a, a root beer or something. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll, I'll buy you an Abita root beer, Patrick, because you're right. Every time he comes on, he gives me an excuse to talk about uh, Sobo. That, that was, you know, hanging curveball there. It, it was really, a hanging curveball. Yeah. So, by the way, tickets just went on sale today. It's the weekend of October 15th. Uh, it's officially Saturday and Sunday. But Dr. Gumbo is going to have some festivities on that Friday night. In fact, I'm probably going to enlist Patrick to help me out with some of them. So we're going to be um, we're going to be doing some gaming and some uh, drinking some root beer on the Friday night before. So should be a lot of fun. And of course, Verla, you and Steve are welcome. See Kelly, what can do. 
Kelly, your playing partner has not gotten here tonight yet. We're still looking for Keith Law. So uh, if you see him active on PGA, tell him to get over here. Sorry. <laughs> Kelly, <laughs> Kelly, Kelly will take care of that. Southern Game Fest, Southern Board Game Fest. It is a fundraiser for um, the New Hope Foundation, which provides mentoring services for disadvantaged youth on the north side of town. So this it's a fantastic cha uh, charity. Had a great meeting with the director about a week or two ago. He told me about their summer program and what they're doing. It's fantastic. So they're really doing a good job, and I'm super happy to support that. And yeah, Patrick, Patrick and Cindy, we, we're going to need your help. So I'll be in go. touch on that. Berla, what have you been playing lately? Anything good? Oh, what have I been playing? Um, let's see. We played Red Cathedral recently. Um, Love that's Red always Cathedral. good. I think I've played yes, that probably getting up towards 20 times at this point. What about mm -hmm. the, are you a contractors fan or do you just play the base game? We played the base game. My friend got the expansion. We were really excited to try it because we'd heard great things, but all of us ended up feeling like we're really happy with the base game. Mm -hmm. And haven't played it out yet enough to feel like we needed the contractors. So I, I enjoyed the contractors, the but like you, I find the base game is is all I need. Steve, you're yeah. interesting. Have you played Red Cathedral? Steve? I have played Red Cathedral, actually. I think Verla and I had both of our first play at ChuckCon 1. With, oh, yeah, with we Philip. did. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I have not played contractors, but it is one of those games where I think I haven't explored it enough to even... Yeah, to expand yet, and it's funny how you mentioned you know that um, you're kind of feeling the same way. There are some games I think are really really strong, and I never get tired of them. And it's not something that needs to be expanded. It just has to be as good as it is, and I love it already. Just play more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some of the some of the games are like that. Like some of them are just you got to put the expansion in. I'm not yeah. sure that's one, but I'm I, but it's not one that. Um, you know, desecrates the game. I mean, like, I, mm -hmm. I, I enjoyed the contractors. I, I, yeah. I enjoyed the puzzle, but Kelly said that uh, Keith just finished beating Verla and Kelly in a game, a game of Castle of Burgundy. How good is he? Well, mom was in third. She was a good ways behind us. Okay. Sorry, Kelly. But <laughs> uh, Keith beat me by, I think it was either two or four points. It was really oh, close. Okay. Mm. Really, really close. Love those games where it comes down. Steve and, I, Steve and I, in a long, I mean, we've been doing this for months with uh, our little four group. Yep. We're going through all of the boards and we were, we were starting to get bored of the thing with, you know, everybody had different boards and some of them are just inherently better. So mm -hmm. now we compete against each other on the same board. Mm -hmm. So there, there's just, there's no hiding, Steve. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The only problem is it really becomes less about the board. And it becomes more about the dice rolls, unfortunately. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. sometimes you just get a Yeah, hold. yeah. It does make it a, perhaps a game that already has some good tactics to it becomes, I think, even more tactical at that point. You do have to have the long plan. Yeah. But if you're getting beat to a certain area, you've got a zig. It's funny how the 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 thing that everybody says is over, you know, is overpowered the the big green areas, and you get all the uh, animals, and oh, if you get all the pigs, the pigs are going. It's it's funny how little the animals win. In our little shark game of a score, mm -hmm. like if you're going all animals, you know, you you might be in third place or fourth place. <laughs> that is true. Although is there true. was one that that um, I want I want to say either you or Jared in particular won because y'all had gone really heavy in animals, and it was mm -hmm. the big it was that big animal area. That, yep. that's worth a lot of points. Yep. Those so many times I think that people will say a game is broken, and really what it means is that the people that you're playing with it with are not on the same page. Yeah. 
because some of that brokenness needs to be defended. I found this in playing um, a few acres of snow with Luke online. They say it's a broken strategy if you play the Halifax hammer. Well, no. So long as the other person knows that there's this thing called the Halifax hammer, it can be defended. Yeah. It has to be. The Loki so, strategy in Blood Rage. It's, yeah. it's neutered if you know if you know it and you know how exactly. to do it. Yeah. Yep. Patrick says uh, Space Explorers expansion coming out soon. Oh yeah, you know I I, I didn't um, I've not played that. I haven't even seen the prototype, but I love Space Explorers. So that that have any of you played Space Explorers before? Huh. I have not. It's like it's like if Splendor got a PhD. Like, <laughs> bring oh, it to Chuckon. Yeah. Oh right, I've got the mat and I've got the game. I'll bring it. Yeah. Go right. on the list. I just might go to Chuckon if y'all are going to play Space Explorers. You might you're have to, so waiting, you can bring it to you're us. We're waiting on Keith Law. The, we're, we're, we're trying to add guests here, BJ. Right, you're going to lose two of them pretty quickly here <laughs> with the shtick. Chuck Khan, Chuck Khan. Any any other details we need to know about? I don't think so. I think I think we're all happy with the new situation. Right I now. think we're all happy with it. I yeah. think it's I think it's a good fit for us. Yep. Well, Patrick, I want to know, and yes, bring uh, Space Explorers to Sobo. Uh, although, yeah, bring bring your expansion because I, I definitely want to try that. So, mm -hmm. and I'll bring. I'll bring space explorers with us to Sobo. Yeah. Well, we had talked about um, about a little topic. To see what people thought. Unless Steve, you have something you played recently? Oh yeah. Before we get, uh, to, oh. I have not been playing in person that much, but I have played spots a little bit online and finding that as a fun little. Nice I don't game. know this one. Tell, I mean, I, I've seen it on yeah. BGA, but I don't know what it is. It tell, is tell me about it. dice placement. <laughs> it's, it's dice placement where you're you know what I know to... about it. Yeah. That Kelly posted one time and said, hey, they posted spots. Let's learn how to play it. That's it. Yeah, that's about it. That was what got me interested. The 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 gimmick on that one is that the cards that have um, places where you're going to put your dice are white dogs, they're Dalmatians, with black spots. So right, you're I'm placing told. your dice on it as the, the number die, but it ends up creating and completing the dog's spots patterns. Uh, that sounds delightful. Clever little, clever little thing. Um, but essentially you're rolling dice and, and adding cards to your hand for points and you get re-rolls. Verla, um, Kelly is telling you spots is in her, in her uh, armada. So that's okay. going to be something you'll have to play with, play with Kelly. Um, it's a cool little game. I wouldn't say that it's anything terribly deep, but it really serves a role for, um, that intro dice placement collection kind of thing. And you can push your luck a little bit with it by rolling more, but you have the possibility of busting if you can't place dice and you then have to put them off to the side. If your dice off to the side ever gets set higher than seven, you lose all your progress. Is this it? That's the one. Yep. So what are we Oh, that looks so here? cute. It absolutely I do like, I do is. like the artwork. It abs it's absolutely cute. Um, Don Lyles is checking in. Um, oh, hey, Don, what's up? Great to see you. Waiting yeah. on Keith Law to show, show up. He had a uh, thing to do with his daughter, so hopefully he can get that recital done and then he'll come visit with us. Um, yep. And, and so, if, if they're having extra encores, it means that, that family's getting a great show. So, hey, that's right. I mean, I'm happy for that. So, Don, that. Uh, Steve is telling us the name father played Spots on BGA and he's telling us all about it. What are we looking at here? Steve? What you're looking at here is uh, essentially everyone's going to be drafting dog cards to be in front of them as part of their pack. And okay. as you complete them by rolling dice and taking from, I think there are six across the top uh, actions that you can take are roll one. And if you can place it, you're allowed to roll one more, or you can draft more dogs, or you can re-roll the ones that are off to the side, or you can do a mega roll of eight dice and just pick one number from those and place all, them that, all the ones that you can. Essentially, you're completing these dogs with dice placement. 
Yep. That's the gist. Dogs have spots. Place your dice on the right spots. The dice have spots. Complete your dogs and score them. Um, but it's roll for it with Dalmatians. That's nicely. That's nicely put. Uh, nice. Is that is that a pretty good description though? That's roll pretty for much it. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's cute. Roll for it. It's cute. Dog roll for it. This just looks so charming. Yeah. yeah. So delightful. I'm Kelly and Eric and I are playing this one and liking it. I'm gonna check this out. See if it's had BGG because you know this looks like a you just finished playing like the Marrakesh or something and you want a little, you know, you want to kind of rest your brain a little bit. Little. Mountain goats was the one we did at BGG con last year yep. or two years ago. We just, cause that one was just easy. Throw it on the table and you know, you're not really thinking you're just pushing people off the top of the mountain. Mountain this looks goats like one of those like games. one that is co in competition with can't stop. This yeah. one feels like it's in competition with roll for it. Okay, exactly. Good. The way Don was saying. Okay. Berto, this looks fun though. Yeah. It does. And the little bones that you get there are re-rolls. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. So that's the little so that's nugget your, that lets you, know, you change You could stuff bust, like but you can spend your, your dog bone and get a reroll. So somebody looked at these white dice with the black dots and said, oh man, these look like Dalmatians, right? Nailed it. That's where the game came from, I bet. <laughs> the idea for the game was probably the clever peek uh, at how this would work and then designing a game around that. I haven't played it on the table. I've only played it online, but I imagine on the table it would be nothing but cute. <laughs> oh, Patrick, I think it's required that you have a dog when you play. So your sister would probably like this game. So Agreed. All right. I I, I like what I'm seeing there. That's pretty I cool. did end up liking this enough that I have um, Daybreak coming, which is the climate change Matt Leacock yeah. game. Yeah. But it's the same folks who did spots, and you could add spots to your pledge afterwards. So I toss that in there, and that should be coming sometime in June. Oh, nice. I am. I'm game on that one. So let's uh, let's get this going here. I am curious to see if any of you have played any of these things. So, all right, everybody in the chat crew, they announced the Spiel de Jour nominations. I don't have a picture of the recommendations, and unfortunately, it was more of the recommended recommended games that I've played. Me so too. I, I may try to find a picture of that. But these are the ones that are nominated in the Kinderspiel, which is for the kids. And then the regular Spiel de Jar, which is the family way games. And then the Kinner Spiel are the connoisseur or expert level games. Although that's kind of weighted down the past few years. It, it, you know, mm -hmm. the, they're not going as heavy on the BGG scale so much anymore. There's plenty of other awards that do that. And I think, I think rightly they've recognized that, hey, we're looking at German families that are buying games. Let's stick to that. And let's remember, this is a German award. So this is German families. Some of these games, uh, we may say, well, Next Station London has been out forever. But it's just getting to Germany, so it that's the, it. It, we're looking at the last two years. Right. It has to be published in German in the last two years. So just because okay. it was published in America, what was that game last year that was like five or six years old, but it had never been published in Germany, mm -hmm. so it was right. never eligible. So Kevin says Acropolis on the recommended. He has loved his plays of that. Yep. Is that live or BGA? We played it live. Uh, Kevin and Luke and I have played it on the table. Well, let's start with... Well, Kevin played and Luke and I were beaten. But it's, yeah. <laughs> You also played. So, yeah, I was there. So it's not on the list, but it is on the recommended list. Yes. Um, tell us about uh, Acropolis, Steve, if, uh, if you know anything about it. Yeah, Acropolis was one that we may have chatted about here a couple of shows back. It is a... Did we? Um, I think you talked about it with Dean, right? Um, well, maybe maybe I might be getting it. confused as to whether I talked about it with Dean or I thought I remembered Verla thinking that this was one that was going to be appealing to her too. It's a, it's a tile placement yeah. game. It's tile placement and, and there is a kind of a draft kind of auction kind of thing where, where the, the 
There is a row of tiles available to you. And the tiles are all available in hexes of in, in three hex conditions. So you can basically put this down in place um, and you know be adjoining. So it's kind of going to have that, that fitting together kind of placement. But it adds the number nine mechanic where you stack on top of things. Oh, I like that mechanic. And the mechanic is you can't ever stack over an empty space. But if you stack up to the next level, and so when you're seeing down from above, you'll see, for example, in that particular picture, those two red that are next to each other, but one yeah. is a level higher, Yeah, they would count as adjoining. Because looking down from above, red seems to be touching red. Okay. You're doing this in a draft in such a way that the... Um, the, the parks, the, the, the red need to be on your borders because they're the military protecting you. Um, the merchants, I think, are the yellows. They need to be separated from each other because nobody wants to be in competition with the merchant right next to them. So each color has its own scoring mechanism. But then you score it looking down from above and you take into account the layer that they're on as the multiplier, the points Ooh, increasing. So it's a three-dimensional vertical puzzle as well as a... Um, a, a it was it stacking was. thing or lining them up and trying to get the the greatest coverage as well. Yeah, I was letting Patrick know that uh, Acropolis was mm -hmm. at last year's BGGCon. I've noticed that a lot of games lately have been doing this where you're putting stuff on top and kind of stacking it. I've been yep. playing Naturopolis. I know, I think you're a fan of Sprawlopolis, right? Oh, so yeah. Verla, or have you played any of those I games? I haven't played Sprawlopolis? it. Okay. Well, I don't know. I've never played Sprawlopolis, so I don't know if it's the exact same, but Natural, Natural, Naturalopolis. Ah, Naturopolis. Um, there you go. Naturopolis, I was having trouble losing the first couple of times because I, I was just putting them adjoining. And then I was yeah. like, okay, I'm doing something wrong. I'm looking at the rules and I, they're giving us the hint. You got to cover spaces yeah. that aren't good for you, right? right. Mm -hmm. So once I got that, that, that's that tricky little mechanic of covering yeah. and and getting harder bonuses. With cards, harder with cards because they slide a little bit more. Yeah, true. This actually, these are good chunky tiles. So once they're placed... Unless you really jostle it, it's gonna it's gonna hold. It's gonna do a good job staying in place. What's the playtime on this? Probably a half hour. Oh, that's not bad. Oh, this is yeah. a good shot. So that's a good really shot right shows. there. And you yeah. can see that um, that in both so cases, all these blues are next to each other. Even those though blues different. would all be counted as next to each other. Oh, and right. notice the ones that have the um, orb with the stars in them. Those those the, are the ones the that you multiply by to give your points. Okay. So as you collect the stars, that tells what your multiplier for blue will be. But the blues that are on the bottom level are worth a point. But then the two blues that are on the second level will be worth two points. Mm, and then okay. they'll also multiply times three because you've got three blue stars showing. So at the end of the game, there is some accounting, but it's not it's not really painful. The winner does tough. that. The choice winner does tough. that thing where you have more points as you get higher up the does, yes. does tail to walk yes. and do that no it's more i think so or is that more just a resource you get i can't remember now yeah remember there's a little thing with tail to walk in where you're trying to stack up the little tiles you're, on you're the, building the pyramid the, you are building the pyramid but it just changes as you move you're kind of moving more on tracks with that rather than stacking okay. so much that yeah. um you do get more points as you're building the pyramid as you're going up higher levels simply because they're worth more, but I don't know that it's necessarily multiplied that. I don't way. think there's multiplied. I think it's just it. built in the, in the track for points. Remember right, that, right. Right, Yeah, I think so. Yeah. This one, I think we did talk about it because I was saying before 
this reminds me of a reef, how you're looking from the mm-hmm. top-down view yes. um, for scoring. That top and down Steve and mom and I attempted this online, but my mom and I have not played it on the table. It didn't go yeah. super well. But I think because of the 3D thing and the, just the spatial aspects yeah. of it. So I'm really looking forward to trying this actually in a hard copy. So holding the in your hands and rotating, yeah. is, the tactile here would probably be good. I was looking over there, it's man. Coming. I I totally miss playing Reef. I, it was at the STM at, at the little uh, high school board game club for forever, and I finally got it back. Mm-hmm. I man, I miss playing with my wife. Even at two players, Reef is just so much fun. Oh, I, I love that. Reef. Hey, it look who's here! Enough. Duga, the Duga. Duga's Duga and his family are already out there in Dallas. So fantastic! Okay. And yes. Go stars, although they're down two to nothing, Dave. It's not looking so good. And so. Are you talking about a sport? Talking about hockey. 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 Yes. I knew that, guys. I knew that. <laughs> I will. I will remember hockey next year. I lived That's, in Dallas for eight I years. I can put Dallas and stores together. That's about as much uh, hockey that I can. Yeah. Really, yeah. I'm just. I, I just don't know that much about hockey, but I love listening to you and Alex talk about it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Dave's already at BGG Con, so we're going to be seeing him at BGG Spring. Can't wait to see that. Well, Acropolis. Acropolis. That's one I definitely want to check out. So this is the only one that is on my list so far of things I know I'm bringing to ChuckCon. So it'll be there. Yay! All right. So back to the list. If anybody's got, if anybody in the chat crew has the recommended list and they want to talk about games, mm-hmm. I am happy to talk about uh, those. But of this whole list, I think that you, Verla, you were saying you hadn't played any of these yet, right? I hadn't heard of most of them. I've played Next Station London. I play it online all the time. I haven't played it on the table. And it's fun. Um, Planet Unknown, I was so excited to see on here because that was really tied with uh, Tilitum for my number one game last year that came out. Oh, I didn't realize you're a big fan about Planet Unknown. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. And Steve, you have not played that yet, right? I have not, no. So this one is another one I've been playing recently. Um, when I initially started playing it, my game group had been playing it, um, and we just love it because it goes to six players, but there's no downtime between turns. You know, sometimes, you know, games that aren't party games, um, that play that high of a player count are kind of few and far between. And when you find them, it's like, oh, it's lagging because it's going to take so long to get back around to my turn, but not with this because, Everybody is doing something. Everybody is picking a tile. If it's the active player's turn, they're the one that gets to decide like the best tile for them and rotate that wonderful lazy Susan full of your your tiles. <laughs> um, and then everybody else has to pick where their spot is based on where the active player picked from. Um, so we'd really been loving that, playing it, like I said, at five to six. But my brother and I recently decided we were going to bust it out and just see how it played it too, which I wasn't really sure about because it plays so well at that higher count that I really thought this might stink at only two players. It didn't. It was just as glorious. Oh, and we've had so much fun with it. Um, it scales really well. We started playing with, um, there's different maps and to the right in that picture, there's different, I think they're called corporation boards. And so that you've got like asymmetrical starting powers and stuff and your different boards have different rules on them. Um, So we've been playing around with that and that's been really fun and challenging because some of them are like, okay, if you combine this, this map with this board, what is that going to do? Do these work well together? Are they going to. Verla, some of these maps are just, they're just wacko, man. They're they're, they're really, they're really wild. 
So but I, played- I really love it because like I don't love terraforming Mars. I don't tend to love space theme games. Like I don't hate them, but it doesn't really call to me. Um, and terraforming Mars itself, like I'm just not a fan. So I didn't have high expectations for liking this, but I dig it so much. And I think you know it's the polyominoes, which I love. Tetrisy poly- polyomino tile placement games. Um, I love terraforming my planets in this game. It's just so satisfying. Okay. You get these meteorites, you have your little rover, and if you get the the red pieces on the board, you can move your rover to knock out the meteorites, and it's it's fantastic. Steve, I have a feeling okay. I'm never going to get her to play that Martian baseball game that you and I are designing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sports sports and space. Yeah. Not, not on Mars, the list. The Martian pastime. <laughs> hey, I played uh, Phillips, Phillips game, baseball highlights, 2045. I'm not good it's, at it, it's but I've played it a couple times and it's really fun. I really mm-hmm. dig Planet Unknown. The production is really great. The first time I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is kind of interesting. The more you play, the, the more fun it is because, yes, it is multiplayer solitaire. I don't care about that because I love those kind of games. But Same. the challenge of, you know, like in Castle of Burgundy, you're, you're building out your map. But once you've played it a couple of times, it kind of, you know, it's you kind of know where it's going, right? This thing, it's just... It just depends on what's coming out, and you. Yeah. I mean, uh, my map has been completely different every single time. You know, okay. I I really enjoyed it. Kelly's Kelly is also talking about one of the things that I love about it. And I I totally forgot about it. It's got that thing where when you're going up tracks, they kind of bounce to other stuff and give you benefits to other things. Yeah. And that and that's fun trying to get you know trying to hit those marks. So yeah. I like that a lot. I, I would be interested in this. Who owns it? Anybody? Anybody owns it? I own it. So I had been holding out, and you probably thought I hadn't played it because I'd been holding out for so long. I really wanted the deluxe version, but mm. that was like impossible to get unless you want to pay $250, $300 for Oof. people that are scalping if, it. Oh, wow. Um, I wonder if Eric, because I wonder it's if Eric so, has it. so hard to get. Uh, but I managed to get my hands on a retail edition, and it actually, I don't feel like it was that much of a downgrade. My friend mm. has the deluxe, and What's the difference? I was like, is it the you don't get the, the lazy Susan? Susan, you do get the lazy Susan still. Um, mm-hmm. In the retail version, the little meteorites and your little the water pods, the blue pods are wood, which usually that's the upgrade. They're plastic, um, like kind of the soft, almost okay. dummy plastic yeah, yeah. in the yeah. other game, in the deluxe version, and then the deluxe version. I think you get a few more, like maybe four more maps. Okay. Hmm. Well, then I played so, that one. The one because we we had a ton of maps on there. There he is. Hey, Dean. We're just talking hey, about you a while back. So thank you for checking in. We're talking okay. Planet Unknown. Uh, I've played. Berlus played. Steve hasn't played it yet, but gonna play it Monster. at uh, ChuckCon, right? Yeah. Hopefully you know what's cool about it? I forgot what the play count. It's five or six, something like that. Six. It goes to six. Oh, that's a perfect ChuckCon game. Have man. you played it yeah. six? Uh huh. That's what we started I out. Like, five. You, okay. I played it five. All right. Good to hear. There's, there's really no downtime. It's, it's great. I'm pleased to hear that. That's the, the thing that makes me nervous about anything that kind of looks, you know, like it's got a Euro-y component. I'm thinking that four is the max at the table because you cross a point at which it starts to bog down a little bit. Yeah. But it doesn't sound That's like what I'm telling that. you. That is what is so fantastic about this Love game it. is that it doesn't have that issue. Great. Everybody's doing something. Okay. I, Staying busy. I love it. I can't stop talking thing, about it. And this is not a negative, but the weird thing that I found, and maybe it's just because I've only played it two or three times, and and, and you got to dig more into the game. And so it's, it's sort of talking about what you were talking about uh, being, you know, is a game really broken? If if you're, you know, that that that's mm-hmm. what I'm talking about with Planet Unknown. The the thing that I found is it didn't really seem to matter. No, I'm saying it wrong. When you're picking, 
your particular area. I guess you could say, well, I want to pick this one because it's the second best choice for me, but it's going to be the fourth worst choice for Verla. Mm-hmm. Are you talking picking your tiles that. or choosing a map? Yeah, no, I'm talking about cho- choosing the tiles on the Susan. Su- right. okay. I never got that far. I always picked based on what I wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I didn't worry about what other people are getting because Same. it seems like that would have been that would just be too much thinking. Because mm-hmm. you, especially I've I don't I've never played it in a small player count. Mine have always been four or five players. So I don't know. Maybe in a two player you would be more cognizant of what the other player is picking. We were a little bit more so with two player. Um, We filled up our boards, I think, every two player game that we've played. And that hasn't always been the case. I don't know if that's ever been the case in our higher player count games. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Dean says two player and solo are his favorite. I have not tried it solo because I don't tend to be a solo gamer, but I love this so much. And my brother's about to move out and I won't have a built-in gaming partner anymore. So I might have to start soloing it. Mm. I'll let you know what I think. Dean's been the solo king lately. He has been. Yeah. I've tried. I want to pull back to an earlier comment. I see Don earlier back said that sea salt paper was on the recommended. And I totally agree with him that I would love to see that um, get more, more attention for one, which will mean it make it hopefully makes it more available for two. Oh, poor Dean. Yeah. No friends, oh. he said. No friends. We know that's not true. <laughs> we know that's not true, Dean. <laughs> hey, guess which guy has two thumbs and has a copy of Sea Salt and Paper on the way from California? Nice. I found a copy coming on- to Chuck Con, right? I've it's played it once or Chuck twice on BGA now. If you guys want to send me invites, I'm happy to play it anytime. I cool. really liked it. Absolutely, Steve. Like, take a break right now. Send an invite because <laughs> go I, set I, it up. No, I will yeah. literally play. See, I am addicted to that game. Oh, it I'm glad to hear that. I want to play more, it more. Uh, Verla, I've probably played it. If I had to guess, I'll probably have thirty-five or forty plays. And Jared, oh, wow. I th- Jared's in the hundreds now. Uh, I just I always have a game at least with two or three different people. I played it with Don and uh, and the Geek All Star guys. I played it with Jared and the the Gumbo guys. Played it with the the board boys guys. Oh man, that's just I don't I can't even explain, Steve, why I like this game so much. Have you played it? See, I have played yeah, I've only played it online. Yeah. But I too. do like it an awful lot. And I think it's I'm I'm just kind of tickled at the idea of two-dimensional origami still feels mm. cool. Yeah. Um, you've got these cards, and I'm exp- I, I would say, oh, but it's origami. Where's the where's the sculpture to it? It's there, it's still there. I and, and totally- I really think it's just so so pleasant. Really, I'm there's totally hard, there's hard worried. To say that another word than that. I, I'm totally worried that it's not going to play well in person, like it is on BGA. Oh. It is perfect on BGA. It's just <laughs> perfect. Um, I like, I like the, I like any game that allows has multiple ways of shooting the moon, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you can just go for the points, you can just go for the colors, or you can shoot the moon with those, um, the penguins or the what's the plant thing, the the um not the plant what is it the seashells or the ultimate shoot the moon the mermaids right mermaids yeah so any one of those things there's like five different strategies colors Mm -hmm. points you know being being really aggressive with trying to take multiple turns and and getting you know lots of stealing cards i mean there's like six or seven different ways to win this game right and you know obviously the one that's going to lose most of the time is the mermaids but if you if I ever won with the mermaids, I would literally be dancing in the room, just like <laughs> throwing the hat down, like oh, I pulled it. If honestly, now if you ever won with the mermaids, I'd probably never have to play the game again because I know that every time it would come up, it would be, hey, remember that one time? 
Remember that one? Dean said, I told someone the mermaid win never happens on his first game. And he won with the mermaids that <laughs> so Cam told me either Cam or Jared told me they played in a game the other day and somebody won with the four mermaids. I've been in I've been in a loss where somebody got the four mermaids. And we didn't even know because they were um I forgot how they were pulling them. They were like uh, you know, like he got one, he stole one from somebody else, he right. pulled one up. So there was right. no real way to track. That is the only bad thing on BGA because you can't really track. So I'm I yeah. I'm worried about what it's going to be like playing in a person that I'm going to be disappointed that it's not going to be as much fun. You know, I uh, think I think I'm looking forward to playing it more in person because I think I'll have a better handle on the how to push the round end stuff oh, okay. in that yeah. game. Yeah, because at some point or another during the game, I'm just thinking I could take another card. I could take another card. Like I am not really thinking too terribly hard about should I take another. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and I think that might come to me a little bit more clearly with the actual face-to-face -face on the table copy. Yeah, well, we we I've had so many epic games of that uh, big high point swings. It's just, mm -hmm. I it's it's it it's like Papa U when we were playing Papa U all the time. Mm -hmm. It's one yeah. of those games where you feel like you're in control. You're probably not as in control as much as you think you are, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you are in control. You know, it's like this this right. highs and lows. So, right. see, salt and paper. I was. I've been on that game since I saw Bruno Catala do a, a video of it before that Essen, whatever it was, a year or two ago. And I put it on my Essen list. And I have yet to ever see it in person or even have a chance to get one. Yeah. But I found somebody. Uh, I missed out on a couple of them in the VFM with uh, Board Game Geek. I was so mad. you know, Even though I'm clicking on it every day, I missed a couple of people selling them. And then there was, there was one on eBay out of California. This guy had one. He had an extra copy. And you know it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a bad price. So okay, uh, nice. I, I don't know how else to get it. You can't get it anywhere. Yeah. How can a card game be so hard to find? Like that's that seems know. like it's easy to print. Should be. You'd think. Well, I'm glad to see that. So that is. Let me uh, get back to the thing. That's see. So we got off. We got off on, re on the recommended games there. <laughs> yeah. But uh, let's see. Planet Unknown. I mean, actually, you know, Next Station London, we've, it's, it's a game that's been out for a while. And I, I really uh, love that game. I did, I did a video for the Dice Tower on that one. I, I really, I really like that one. But if I had to talk about the game of this list that I'm most excited to play, and that would be, I think, Challengers. And that's based on uh, Alex Goldsmith texting me and Steve and tell me how much fun he had it. Cause it really wasn't on my radar. I saw it, Ice Tower. It didn't seem, you know, that interesting, but. Anybody anybody have any thoughts on challengers or any of the other games? I don't know anything about most of the other ones, like Dorf Romantique, Iki, Iki, however you pronounce that. Fun facts. Mm -hmm. I've never even heard of this Gigamon I haven't heard of that looks like a cupcake something in the corner. Look, there's Jared. That's Carl Caramel. Jared okay. heard us talking about sea salt and a paper and jumped in. I'm sure. <laughs> like you his ears were, his ears were burning. He said sea salt paper three times. Yep. And he appeared. <laughs> and Jared appears. <laughs> the only other yeah. one that I have on there that has has been on my radar before is Iki, and I don't know much about the game, but having seen the um, the art for it, I was really attracted to the look of it. But that you know that can draw me in. Um, mm -hmm. I would still need to see the game. I don't know much about it other than it's a re reprint or a redoing or reskinning of an earlier game that was still Japanese in theme, but I think it's just been pumped up with its artwork. 
Let's see if I can find it somewhere because I, I don't know anything about it. It's a it's a brand new game, right? Iki? Yeah. I don't think so. I think it's from back in 2015, but it might just be new to the German market. If I was looking it back up, I think it was oh, back then that it came to my attention, wow. but I've Two, never seen it. No, you're right. 2015. I've never seen it in person. Well, this goes exactly what we were talking yeah. about. That you know, it must never have been published in Germany. So, yeah. you know, um, uh, some people that have had this game for almost 10 years are like, wait, what? It's up for a STJ <laughs> this year? Mm -hmm. And this is on the Kennerspiel or the regular? That's SDJ? a good question. Iki um, is on the Kennerspiel with Planet Unknown and Challengers. Okay. So the Connoisseurs game. Yep. Uh, does anybody know anything about I mean, I'll, I like I the production know, I know nothing about the gameplay other than looking at it. I thought it was pleasant to look at. I thought it, it is. had some potential. It is. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing. I'm liking certainly the production of big meeples. It's aesthetics. What yeah. are, what are, does anybody have it up? What are, what are the um, what are the mechanics? What kind of what kind of? Let's see if I can find it real quick. It looks worker placement. Has it up? I'm guessing. I had it open a second ago. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna have to add this to the list to, for BKCon. <laughs> I don't know I'm if you know sure. this, Verla. They fly over one of the jury members uh, who comes with a suitcase full of every game that's been uh, nominated. And, and yeah, when I went to BGG Spring in 2019, oh, they had right. that. They yeah, had all I the forget. judges there. I think they were choosing at that event or something, or maybe announcing. The list yeah. of mechanisms says open drafting, pattern building, point-to-point -point movement, rondelle, and set collection. Rondell. You've got me at Rondell. I have Rondell, yeah. Totally. Where the, and set collection. Yep. Where would the Rondell be? Do not know. I wonder if maybe you're moving around the outside of the board is kind of like the Rondell. Or maybe it's the inside. Maybe it's more like those are locations a la Istanbul. Oh, you're okay. moving. It might be that or Yokohama sticks in the middle are a movement area. Okay. Perhaps. Not sure. But I, I love I certainly like the look of it. It's had my attention. Jared, what do you think? Is this uh we gotta put this on the list, I think, right? I mean, I my, my first goal is to play as many of the Dice Tower nominated games as possible. Mm -hmm. Um because this would be my last chance before all the voting and stuff. After that, my second would be to play as many of the SDJs as possible because you know these are these are the kind of games I like. This this is the weight of game that I like. The Kinnerspiel and the mm -hmm. SDJ. These are the kind of games I like to play. I think it was almost a dead solid three for weight on BGG. Why do you say that Jason Ning were low? Oh, because the Rondell. That's right, Patrick. Yeah. yeah. Jason loves those Rondells. And Thinker Themer too. They love, uh, you know, Amy at least, I know, loves the Rondell. Rob's checking in from Dragon's Gate in Iowa. What? Hello, hello. Hello, Rob from the Board Boys. Rob, we're talking all the games that have been nominated for the Spiel de Jaris while we're waiting for Keith Law to get in here. And um, Iki. So I know, you, I know you've got a joke about it, but it, if you've played it, let us know because I'd, I'd love to know about it. I mean, there, there, theoretically, lots of people in America have played it if it's been out that long, right? Yeah. I wonder if it... Um, hmm. Talk amongst yourselves while I love to see if this is even on Yukata, perhaps. Well, I'm telling you, man, I, I like the way this looks. I, I do, too. I want to give it a try. If anybody I, comes up with a copy between now I, and the end of July. Oh, man, this could be dangerous because if they're selling it at the con and I like it. Oh, man. It's not on Yukata. Okay. He says there is one he wants to try, but he doesn't know which one it is. So, look, I've got the list up here, uh, Rob. 
Uh, out of this list, the one Icky is now on there, Steve, and thank you for that. I, I definitely want to try Icky. Challengers is definitely going to get played because mm -hmm. uh, that is also nominated. Fun facts I'm interested in um, because I like just one and I, I like you know mm -hmm. I like their games, so I'm interested in it. Is that the same designer or same publisher as Just One? I'm guessing oh, yeah, it's same, a party same game. People. Yeah, same people. No, mm -hmm. same people. It's a repo productions. Yeah, okay. so Rob says that's the one. It's Challengers. Well, I'm definitely getting a game of that one in, uh, Rob. Don says his choice would be Icky and Planet Unknown. That's two good choices. I, I am going to play the. I'm going to play the Kinder Spiels for sure yeah. because I I usually I will tell anybody that's got a family out there. I have bought one of the Kinder Spiel winners almost every year for the last five or six years, and they've always been great games. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're they're winners for a reason, right? Yeah, we were chatting about this earlier in our little New York game group thread and Kevin to call back to his comment from earlier about Dwarf Romantic. Um, I, that's apparently a board game version of a video game that is very highly rated. It's a it's a video game built like a board game that has a board game that's built like the video game. Does that make sense? Interesting. They're in the okay, board let's board. go with that. Yeah, that, that is the absolute truth. That's what it is. They're in the board boy's basement and they are about to record. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, the, unlock, the unlock game is great. This is the triple unlock game that's built on uh, board games. So it's Ticket to Ride, Pandemic, and something else. I don't know where the thing Oh, clever. Is. Mysterium, maybe? It looks like Mysterium, yeah. I've heard the Ticket to Ride one is good. I, I don't know anything about the other two. Okay. So I, I'd have to rely on Rob. And Patrick says, what about the one on the bottom? The one on the bottom is Carla Caramel. It's one of the Kinderspiel nominated games, mm -hmm. but that's about as far. So unless somebody has BGG, I don't, I don't know it. Yeah. He's, he said thematically uh, the unlock games that are based on board games. Rob says they all really feel like the games. So okay. Good to know. I'm kind of unlocked out. Um, Detective is my favorite series of those games those style of games next would be probably the exit series mm. and then maybe unlock but um i don't know okay i do like the resettable nature of unlock that that, that is the cool thing if you, I, have you ever played the unlock games i have played one unlock game i believe really? and i've played one of the I adventure have. games um which was the dungeon one. Yeah, I think I sent it to you, we, didn't I? I think, yeah. Yeah. And uh, my my favorites still are the exit games. Even though exit? they are consumable, That I still think the, I liked the exit puzzles the most. Detective, my favorite, because you build the little diorama. Yes. And the diorama really, am I, am I, I do have it right. It's Detective, right? Yeah. Detective Not is the Deckscape. one. The Deckscape ones, I don't like them as much. Yeah. The Detective one, Detective one, you build out a diorama with cards. Mm -hmm. And the diorama is the clues for the game itself. So you're like a detective. You're you're inspecting the scene of the crime, and you're trying. And then as you play cards, the cards actually go into the diorama and change yes. the, the where you are in the scene. So you have played some of those, Steve. I have played one of those. I played the one that was the something in the mirror. Yeah. Okay. Sure. And I think actually, I think you might have sent me that one too. And the thing that was clever about that was that it's, it's a small little box, kind of like the size of you know llama Smaller or something like that yeah like llama. but you take the the bottom out and put the bottom on the inside facing up and then you have the slot where you can yep. put the cards to create a little room it's a very clever little it's little so puzzle cool. that they created there i wasn't good at it 
but I, I liked what it was doing. It had some, it had a, a nice hook to it. All right, we're giving our first Pinocchio award. Rob says he's played all the unlocks and exits so far, which is impossible. So we know he's not telling the truth, Rob. That is impossible. I, I'm calling shenanigans on that. <laughs> Patrick says an ice cream theme game. Oh, Carla Car Caramel is an ice cream theme game. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're running an ice cream shop in that one. I'm going to try all of them. And uh, if I like one of them, I'll try to get it. Uh... Mysterium yeah. Kids is going to be fun. I mean, come on, man. Right? Yes. Because there's a million of them, Rob. There's no way you could play that many games, unlocked and exit. There must be like a hundred of them all total. If Mysterium them. Kids uses the same general mechanism that Mysterium does, yep. where someone has to be the silent ghost, um, that could be really fun for kids to make their parent be the one who has to not talk and listen to them uh, instead. <laughs> I could see that being interesting. That was one of, when we had Mysterium before I traded away, that was one of the way I got Kathy to be uh, agreeable to playing the game. There was a role where somebody had to not talk at all. And she said, will you play that one? Said, see yeah. you later, Rob. <laughs> okay, we can play now. If you have to be quiet, we can play it. Well, that's cool. That's a, that's a good one. Patrick <laughs> says, if we're talking food games, we got to talk about donut shop. Yeah, that's right. That is, that's a fantastic one. Well, good luck to the to recording. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm actually I'd like to play. I'm, I I want to see if there's any new detective games because I'm ready for another one. It's just mm -hmm. it Verla takes about an hour and mm -hmm. it's a perfect like uh, you and your sister, you and your brother, you and your wife, you and your 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 child type of you know one hour night. It's like oh, we mm -hmm. got some food. We can play this game. You can talk it out. Steve, I know you probably, we, we do follow the rules pretty well, but we're mm -hmm. also there to have fun. You know what I mean? Yes. Like they, it's not just a, it's not just an exit game. There's, there's a set of rules that you have to follow in right. terms of card play and how you get the clues out. Right. But I'll be honest, we, we probably have taken some shortcuts over the years. And it has Is it like a, a nice... one and done. Sorry, Steve. Oh no, no. There's definitely an ending to the story. There's a story arc. Yeah, and there's a, there's a, a reveal for the mystery at the end. If I remember correctly, it's almost like a Sherlock Holmes consulting detective at there's the end, where you have yep. um, a point scale for did you get could you answer the questions about what happened yep. in the mystery? You know, um, but so then can you replay it afterwards or no? Absolutely, there's no, no. destruction. You, you could do, there's no destruction of cards. No, I mean you couldn't play it again. Oh, oh no, but you, it, it is resettable it. like the unlock game. It's yeah, resettable, you. but you can't play it again. It's like you would know what the end is going to yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. Once you know okay. the ending, it's done for you, but it That's could what be I'm reset asking. and passed along to somebody else. It's reusable, but not replayable. The okay, way I, I liken it to, I love the deck. The, I love the original Detective series by Portal Games. So if you've mm -hmm. ever played Detective, but that is a two or three hour game for each one of the scenarios. Right. They're long, right? Mm -hmm. Some of them three, three and a half hours. There's a reason they're long because you're actually feeling you're, you've got the feels of a detective. You're questioning witnesses and you're like, I'm going to run over here across town and do all this stuff. Um, so it's a big adventure there. But Detective is one hour. But it actually feels a lot like that, except for the part about, you know, questioning witnesses and stuff. But the rest of it, the, the looking at the cards and looking at the scene and turning the box around. And and mm -hmm. and then, Steve, you know, without spoiling anything, when you add cards in a certain way and you didn't notice before and it's like, oh, right. look, look okay. at this game. Oh, man. Yeah. So it is definitely clever. I, I, I still think I like the puzzles of Exit better. But the particular gimmick of Detective to create its little diorama was was nicely done. Cool. All right, so Mysterium Kids, 
Carla Caramel, Patrick says, is an ice cream flavored game. And Gigamon, do we know anything about Gigamon? It's Studio no, H. I just pulled it up. It looked like it was uh, memory. It looked like it was for very young children. Okay. With cute artwork. Okay. I'm terrible at those memory games. I'm <laughs> terrible at them and therefore do not particularly like them very much. Yeah. yeah. So why do you want to try Challengers? Tell me about that. The box looks cool. That's all I know about it. Good question. Alex said it was deck building and um, not dodgeball. Um, dodgeball. Capture the flag. <laughs> what did he say? Flag football. I, Patrick, I did not uh, back it. I did play it, but I did not back it. So probably should have. But um, And then we're talking about the dark water. Uh, mm. It's pretty dark and it's pretty mature. So <laughs> like the language is pretty – it's uh, – yeah, it was it was great. It was great implementation, though. My the only reason I didn't back the dark water and I should have is because I have I still have two scenarios or one scenario left on Destinies, and I'm like I'm not gonna get another Destinies game until I finish that one. <laughs> so, but yeah. I, I do plan Might on have getting self control. I'm trying to. I'm trying to, but I do plan on um getting the dark water at some point, though. Hmm. That is that was too good of a game not to, not to play at all. But the okay. challengers. So it is. Capture the flag in deck building? No. Oh, was that what he said? I don't remember now. Let me. It was in our little chat thread. Yeah, it was in our little. Me, chat I'll pull thread. it up. All right, let me let me pull the game up so we can see it. The description quick. on BGG: Capture the flag and hold on to it to win the tournament. Okay. Yeah. And you do that by uh, a, a deck building mechanic. So already you've got me because it's got deck building. You know, I, I want to, yeah, I love deck building games. Mm. I don't know about the artwork. I don't know. We'll see. Mm. Um, I like the front of the box better than I'm liking this, but yeah. Ooh. Okay. Playmats. Yeah. That's nice. Is this like the, I wonder if this is the, is this the upgraded version or this is the base version? Any kind of deck building. No, it looks like it just, that's the way it comes, right? Yeah, so it's I like it's. I'm pretty sure it's team based, right? Does that hmm. sound right? Um, back to BGG, I go. I'm pretty sure it's team based, and you know, deck building and capture the flag. I mean, it I'm says in. tournament gameplay style, so that you meet another opponent every round. Okay, so, so that's what it is. Remember, um, I remember this now. You you're actually sort of like doing a tournament play where. You're, you're, you take on this person, you take on this person, you take on this person, and you're, you're, you're kind of, kind of competing with how well your, your, uh, your deck can survive all these different games. So, hmm. okay, that makes you sense. Know, I mean, there's a lot it. of, there's a lot of things that I'm liking about this because it is different. You know what I mean? <laughs> it doesn't yeah. feel like any, uh, any other game I could think of. It's designed by Johannes Krenner and Marcus Slowatschek. Slowatschek. This, mm. looks, this looks. Well, you have to report back. Yeah. Deck building is not my thing. No, oh, no, that's not people yours. Who, people who love it love it. It's it's something that I think is good, and I've enjoyed it just fine. But there's there's no craving to keep doing it for me. Jared, are we in for BGGCon? Just to try this one. I mean, I like I like the production. I don't know about the art though. I the like art feels rather. Generic to me, kind of cartoony generic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, 
I trust yeah. Alex. I mean, Alex has never yeah, yeah. let us wrong, right? No, I agree. Oh, wow. We haven't seen Jesse in a while. Hello, Jesse. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Jesse. We're talking some of the Spiel des Jahres games. I think uh, I don't think we're going to see Keith Law tonight. What do you think? I think we fought the law and the law won. Nice, <laughs> nice. Oh, Stevie. Hopefully, we'll so have hard. him come. We'll have him come back because we have we have some some good things to talk about with him. We've got maybe we can reschedule and perhaps maybe we could do like a season. Yeah, because this is the end of the season. But maybe we could do like a special little yeah. summer type thing or something. Yeah. We'll see. We've we've done that before. We've done a couple of summer shows. Sure. Patrick says, uh, Dominion, Star Realms, or Taverns of Tifa Doll. I'm not as big a fan of Star Realms as J Bell or any of those other people. I'm, I'm just, it's, it's okay. I'm just, uh, Dominion, I love, but I haven't played it probably four years since the last time I played Dominion. It's been a while. Uh, and I have two expansions for it, but I have not played that in a while. I have never played, uh, Taverns of Teeth and Thaw, and Patrick uh, is supposed to teach it to me one of these times uh, at Sobo. I don't think we ever got a chance to play it. So I've played it a couple of times. I'm not remembering that it was a deck builder. I'm trusting Patrick on it. I don't remember. Oh, I, that it's a I deck trust builder. him. I just, yeah. I really wanted to love that game. I had high hopes for it, but yeah. every time I've played it, it's just been kind of like, okay, I played. But I haven't played with any, I guess there's a bunch of modules and stuff, and we've only played the most base level, so that might amp it up, and I might. I haven't played it at cooler. all, but I think, I think Wolfgang Warsh was just so white hot there yeah. for a while that there was going to be at least some point or another where if he made a good game, people would think it was bad. Yeah, I mean, look, Quax is still just, you know. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I'll, I'll play it tonight. If you guys were here, we'd set it up and play it. It would be, make me very happy. I will Absolutely. literally, I won't turn down a game of quacks. I love that game. Yeah, that's um, great. Steve, what's it? What's what's your hang up with deck builders? I'm just curious. What did the deck builder to you do to you in high school? <laughs> the deck builder? I don't know. I just didn't. I, my first deck builder experience wasn't Dominion. Oh, okay. Um, and when I did play Dominion, I thought, oh, I can see this is a good game. But by that point, I had already felt like deck building just did not you know there are some mechanics where it's like a tuning fork it rings and it vibrates with your soul and you just think this is the kind of game i like mm -hmm. um deck building did not have that echo for me the idea of building and culling to refine either did not click terribly well for me and and um i found it not as fun as everybody else was at the table so it was i don't know why I should probably give some that are good a second chance, but Star Realms for me felt like it was a bit of a slog um, because it was so much fighting and um, trying to take down points. And it was really just kind of like a deck built version of the game of war that you used to play when you were little kids that I, I would just kind of wish that the game would be over at some point. I, I wanted it to be called peace. Oh yeah. So it just be over. <laughs> just be over. Um, and I kind of felt that way with a deck builder because it was I didn't feel like I was going any place with so it. So the pure deck builders, I totally get that. And to tell you the truth, I've moved on from most of those. It's the deck builders that do something else. It's just yeah. it's like dice. It's just a mechanic that they mm -hmm. use for something else. What about those? So you know, like the Dune Imperium, a lost Great Western Trail. Great Western Trail. Great Western yeah. Trail. Yeah. Great Western Trail. 
None of those. Be careful with what you say now, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am going to say something that is complimentary. I got my finger on the remove button Western right now. Okay. Is a game okay. that I liked a lot. Okay. My my peak liking for it was at the beginning. Settled from being a game that I thought was great to being a game that I think is very good. But the thing that makes Great Western Trail interesting for me is not the building of my deck. Mm -hmm. It's the progress that I'm making and the choices that I'm making along the way to get there. So, yeah. yeah, I am cycling through some of that. But I think that that was not the focus for me completely of the game. Or it didn't have to be the focus of the game. Dune Imperium I played and I thought it was fine. Um, again, I like Dune, the, the theme, an awful lot. But... I felt like it lasted far too long for what it was trying to do. And at least in the games that we played, it did not keep me very interested despite the theme. Was and if you're going to say Arnak, I felt like Arnak was good. But it felt like rather than being a synthesis of all of these other great mechanics, it felt like a mishmash of all the mechanics. Ooh, and it didn't man. feel like it. It didn't feel like it came together for me in a way that was like, oh, I enjoy this because all these different moving parts. I just thought it felt to me like all the moving parts were, were just chaos. In. Yeah, it was just kind it, of. Yeah, it did not. It didn't well for me. Yeah. Okay. And, I, and I came back I and gave it another shot. And I again, I recognize that it's good. Mm -hmm. But it does just because it's good doesn't mean that it has to be good for me. I can are, see the art in it, but it doesn't. One play it, of, it, of Ornak. Say again. Have you, or do y'all mm -hmm. both just have one play of Ornak? Or I've played play one Ornak, on the table I think, three times, all online. Okay. One on the table, one online for me. So yeah. I would try it again on the table. Yeah. Um, but it just it didn't capture me. Like one of my good gaming buddies here. The first time he played it, he was like, this is like in my top 10 forever now. And I was like, I'm not seeing that. Yeah. And I know your tastes and we have similar tastes. So I'm really curious yeah. as to how it's hitting I, just it right would, for you. It would not shock me like Beyond the Sun, where people that would play it online first would not be that impressed with it. Mm. If you've played it live and you know the game pretty well and then you play it online, it's like any other game like Castle Burgundy where, okay, I know the mechanics. I'm not even thinking right. about it. I'm just taking my right. turn. And I played it I, on the table first before online. Yeah. But yeah, I, I have not. I've only been online. Still didn't yeah. really help me. And it, the other thing for that for me, though, is I, I would have, I mean, I grew up on stuff like Raiders of the Lost Ark in the movie theater. I that should be a theme that should make me think this will be fantastic. I will love it. Oh, I liked the theme a lot. I thought the theme in terms of its look was fine. But I didn't feel like it really enhanced the game that much one way or the other. Gotcha. I didn't feel like I was, for me, theme is not like, do I feel like I'm an archaeologist? Because most times you don't. You recognize that you're just either rolling dice or taking cards or doing yeah. things. But the theme should at least make me feel like I'm, like the environment of the game is inviting in some way. And I didn't because what I was seeing with Arnak was lots of different moving parts rather than each moving part being thematic in some way. If I squinted, I could see it, but it didn't really do much for me. And it wasn't just because it was deck building, but that didn't help. I just, I think that's the, one of the mechanics that I really enjoy is if it, that if the deck building is part of the game, you know, yeah. as a mechanic, mm -hmm. I, I just like it. I think and I'm with you guys on that, with it being mixed in with other things, because, you know, I love Great Western Trail. It's forever top three for me. Mm -hmm. But like if it was straight deck building, I think of Dominion. I've played that 
two or three times. The first time I played it, I don't think I'd played a deck builder before. I was like, oh, this is really cool. And the second time I played it, I was like, I don't ever need to play this again. (laughs) But what I liked about Great Western Trail more than the building of the deck was the, you know, the putting of your pieces and buildings out on the board and, and the, the movement and the choice, moving and the your train up the track and, go, or the tracks mm-hmm. that you could add to and subtract that made it that was what i found most interesting the deck building if anything made the game neutral for me mm-hmm. everything else was what i liked better about that game the deck building sure part. so well i don't i was checking the chat just to see if he had gotten in there i don't see it there either so yeah I think we're going to have to call it. Um, I think so. We tried. Alas. It's a shame. We now, you will... can tell me better about this, BJ. Does Jambalaya last? Is it better in leftovers? Or is it better the first time you cook it's it? It's absolutely better in leftovers. Yeah. Okay. So we'll we'll take the Jambalaya game that we had for Keith, and we'll keep it ready for him. We'll keep it. We'll put it up, and we'll keep it on the back burner. I think we do. We're 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 The good news is that if he has some availability this summer, we're ready. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Push play. I'm telling you, Chaku, Steve knocked it out of the park. Oh, knocked it out of the park oh, with, these, uh, with these jambalaya clues. They would have been really fun if you're into baseball. So Yeah, there, um, there are a lot of them that are baseball, but some of them aren't too heavily uh, baseball, or at I least was... they're like mainstream baseball. You could have, by having ever seen a baseball game, you would have had the the requisite knowledge to play. We'll reach out to Keith tomorrow. Just tell him, we'll uh, sorry, sorry we missed him, and then yep. we'll try to reschedule. Got to say, it was uh, fun writing those again. It was good to get back into the rhythm of that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I think we'll call it a night then. Good. And we'll call it a season too, so that's going to be, that's going to put the wrap on it. Well, it's been All right, so boys. great to have the season back. Yes. That's it for another episode of Gumbo Live. Berla and Steve, it's been fantastic uh, season. I mean, we had we had some great guests. It was fun to get back into the saddle, and, and it's, it was great talking. We even saw Jesse tonight. We hadn't seen him forever. It's been great chatting with Patrick and Don and Dean and everybody else that stopped by, and Dave and uh, Jared. Oh, and Kevin. Yep. Uh, looking forward to Chuck Khan. Yes. I'll even bring Ornak if if it's a possibility. Maybe. I'll, I'll give it a go again. again. Yeah. I'll give it a go again. All right. Well, you can always check out our Facebook page, Facebook Facebook.com slash board game gumbo and the YouTube channel. It helps us get the word out of all of our upcoming shows. We obviously don't have one this uh this summer uh scheduled because it's the end of the season. Good night, Patrick. Uh, but on Twitch, every other Tuesday, we are playing uh your games live on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash board game gumbo. If you're gonna be at bgg.spring, come say hello. The gumbo crew is gonna be there in force. We got a bunch of people from louisiana that are all going to be there because you know dallas is seven hours down it's like going to i guess like going to philly for you steve right like yeah, tax yeah. yeah something like that well it's philly's closer but you know hey it's, it's a nice is. nice easy drive don't forget tickets for southern board game fest sobo they are live uh it is right now it's just for the early birds if you came last year like patrick you can get your tickets there's only going to be 300 sold Hey, if we sell them all out, that's the way it's going to be. I would imagine that we'll probably have a few left over. And once this little early bird thing is going to go out, the the, the connection will be live to everybody else that wants to come. Um, they, it's the largest board game uh, festival in the little tri-state area. So come hang out with us. We got a big. We got some big plans for this year. I was talking to Jason Dinger, probably going to be there to take uh, to teach his uh, games again. So maybe even get Very a play good. test of the third one of the trilogy, the Acadians. That would be a lot of fun. But yeah, how is that ra- connected to his grandpa? 
Yeah, we're gonna find out. <laughs> we're gonna find out. I promise you, his grandpa is probably Acadian, so uh, that's how it's gonna be. So catch up, catch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash board game gumbo. I'm BJ from Board Game Gumbo for Steve and for Verla. Until next time, let's say that bon ton roulette. Good night, all. See you, friends. Good night, everybody.